everybody! This is Pete with All Matters, Car Radio 97, 3 FM in the great state of Seattle, all around the Puget Sound. Everybody listening to the show this morning, we got a great one for you. This one is um, going to affect everyone that's listening. I don't care whether you are um, work at an office or you work from home. This is all about cybersecurity, cyber hacks. We have a, an expert here from Fuse Networks in the Seattle area. His name is Aaron Sievert. It's good to have you on, Aaron. Thanks for having me, Pete. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's good. We're going to have a good here. talk about this. Um, I know you're uh, you're the man to talk to about this. Uh, this is something, guys, if you've ever had uh, an attack either on your computer personally at home or your business has been held uh, due to ransomware and things like that, we're going to get into all that kind of stuff. It's not a place you want to do, be or, or have to do something about it. So that's why Fuse exists, to prevent uh, that from happening before it even happens. Um, but before we get into that, uh, Aaron, I, I want to ask you kind of, maybe you can give us, since your first time on the air, give us a background on, I guess, Travis Tom, founded the company. Why did he start Fuse Networks? What, what was the, the story there? Yeah, really, um, he, Travis started the company with, with a mission to be the trusted partner, um, not a vendor, but a partner uh, that transforms technology into an asset for your organization by taking the time to really understand the business before layering on our best-in-class support, proactive tools, uh, and strategic oversight. Um, so really, it's, it's creating that partnership with companies and, and being their trusted IT advisor. Okay, that sounds good. And uh, I guess he started what back in two thousand nine. Kind of the yeah. So, so Fuse Networks. We've been providing professional IT managed services and support for businesses in and around the Puget Sound area since two thousand and nine. Uh, and again, we really strive to give our clients enterprise level services and solutions yeah. at prices that work for small businesses. Um, Is that your primary for- focus? Is the small business? Kind of where you guys sit. Yes. You, yeah. Well. Definitely. Definitely. Um, you know, any, any, anything over sixty people in an organization, you're probably going to have an internal uh, IT team, which we do uh, a lot of work with um, and more complement uh, their their IT team, um, taking care of a lot of different things that they don't typically want to do or tedious uh, perspectives, um, allowing them to concentrate on projects that are moving the business forward. Right. Got it. So then uh, when did you join Fuse and why did you decide to hang your hat there with Fuse now? (laughs) It's a funny story. Uh, I've been in IT for the last 10 years um, after getting out of real estate, uh, surviving the the housing crisis in 2008. But um, I've always been interested in IT and and the vast facets of it, um, which are are so wide. Um, But... uh, I have, uh, Travis was actually a customer of mine, um, a while back and we've always kept in touch and kind of one opportunity is, has, uh, been presented and, um, I thought about it a little bit and just wasn't ready to leave my current situation. And finally it worked out. It's been a great fit. I've been here for the last year as director of sales and marketing. Wow. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's a great team. And I think that's one of the biggest things that, that separate us from a lot of our competitors is we're a team of 12 people, um, you know, as opposed to, so you've got, you know, you're kind of hiring a, um, the experience uh, of an entire IT team mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to one or one or two individuals perhaps, but. Got it. And then where do you guys, so uh, Fuse Networks is located in, the, where is it? Are you guys in 
which is we're just in Tukwila, right off uh, right off of yep. 405. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then do you cover the entire Puget Sound area, or how do you? What's your span of service? Yeah, we do. Um, we try to keep things a little bit more local in case we need to be on site. Um, we're pretty, from a, a location perspective, we're pretty spread out. Um, a couple of our employees live in the north end of Lake Washington, okay. some on the east side, some in the south end. So, um, you know, we can cover a lot of different, uh, a lot of different areas. Um, we do have some uh, national uh, customers. Um, yeah. We've got some international as well, too. Uh, a lot of the things that we take care of, we can do remotely. So it works out really nice, right. but, um, um, yeah, really there's no, there's no, um, you know, stringence on that. Um, yeah. it's, so uh, you guys, are but, you, do you, do you go far north of Snohomish County and far south Thurston or is it? Sure. More? Yep. Okay. So yep. you're yep. up and down we, the quarter we, there. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Absolutely. Good. Awesome. Well, that, that's good. I, and I appreciate the background in your business. Um, you know, this is something that as we go forward, cybersecurity is only getting uh, more and more important. And I love the fact that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, just so you guys know, I know in the past, you guys uh, have heard, of, I re- used to run the division for Verifone and, you know, dealing with security with money is massive. And you guys have all heard the different uh, breaches and attacks by big to small. Um, but a lot of times, you know, Aaron, it seems to me the small businesses, either they don't think about this or it gets forgotten, but yet it becomes very important when you have your data and your workflow disrupted. Absolutely. Um, you know, downtime costs money. Uh, your loss of data costs money. Yeah. Your data is your gold mine, right? Um, how do you protect that in, you know, the best way that you can um, in, in, in a cost-effective manner? I think that you know, security, IT security is not necessarily bypassed, but it's put on the back burner with a lot of the SMB market because yeah. of either IT budgets um, or expertise within the organization. So uh, by outsourcing IT, um, you adopt uh, best practices um, out there, um, best configurations uh, possible to keep you uh, as safe as can be. And we evaluate on a consistent basis um, a, a ton of different security applications, um, products, all that. And we will intertwine that within our security stack, uh, as we yeah. see fit. But, um, I mean, to, to follow it all is <laughs> it, it's, it's too daunting for, it's my for a single well, organization. That's why, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why we have you on here. Cause we're going to break it down. You know, really, um, this is as important for people who individually are working from home on computer systems or different devices around your home as it is for small business. But, we do know that from this pandemic, there's a lot more people working from home, and I don't think that's going to really change much going forward in the future. But we have uh, Rebecca sitting here with us. I think she's going to be working from home for a while, too, uh, with Cairo. So let's, let's dive in just to kind of break this down for people. Let's first talk about kind of this data security outside the walls, which when I say outside the walls, that's like going to an office, right? So we have a lot of these people working from home or people working on computers or devices at home. What I want to talk about first is a lot of these people, maybe in the news or on the internet, they've heard about different types of hacking schemes. But I want to talk about first is is this whole idea with social engineering and phishing attacks. Can Can you speak to that first, please, Aaron? Yeah, I mean, is is as you mentioned, right? I mean, there's uh, there's dozens and dozens of of different 
um, modes of attacks. Um, you know, phishing has been one of the most more prevalent over the last couple of years. Um, it's essentially, you know, trying to get somebody to click a link that's malicious um, and is going to do some really bad things to either your device or, you know, if it intrudes your network, um, how it can infiltrate uh, and essentially steal stuff, uh, encrypt it. And if you want it back, you've got to pay ransomware, uh, which costs a lot of money. Um, and a lot of times, even if you pay that, you're not necessarily guaranteed you're going to get all your data back, uh, de-encrypted. So, um, yeah, it's really, it's, it's a major problem. Um, and a lot of people really don't realize the complexities, uh, and depth of that problem. Yeah. Could you, and, and really, in my understanding, phishing really comes in a lot of forms of like email or even mocked up websites um, to get you to click on a link. Have you seen both of those and kind of what's an example you can give people? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've all seen, you know, take Facebook for, you know, example, um, there's targeted ads. Uh, some of them are malicious. It's getting you to buy something that you may have been interested in in previous websites. Um, and then, you know, you click on it and you, maybe you buy the product. Well, now they have all your credit card information, everything like that. Uh, when you think you might be buying some sort of motorized um, water device, instead you get sent two pairs of water wings and, uh, and then they want you to give your credentials again, uh, saying yeah. they'll give you 30% of your money back. So, um, you know, there's that there's, I mean, there's so many, there's a variety of different, um, we've seen, well, you know, the now. social engineering, like there's, I've seen a lot of the authority or scarcity, the scarcity one is it's like, this is from the IRS or this is from some, and they're trying oh, yeah. to scare you to death. To click, whatever's whatever's in the news. Yeah. yeah. Whatever's in the news, they're going to capitalize on that because yeah. it's current relative events. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the easier way or easier approach. Um, that's going to yield a higher percentage of, of, yeah. um, of opportunity. So, yeah. And, and, you know, as we know, I mean, obviously this last year, I think people are paying a lot more attention to what is actually going on out there due to, cause they've got a little bit more time because they've been at home. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk to me a little bit about, um, uh, cause a lot of people have heard this term, but what is a Trojan horse as far as a type of attack? Uh, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, it, it, it really, there's, there's so many different things. There's the funny thing is, is you can single in one perspective. Um, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's how, it's just how it's all spread, you know, throughout an environment, um, when it's caught, uh, how long it's been sitting there, what information it's extracted, um, what credentials have been compromised, what your customer information uh, has been compromised. If you do go through a breach, now you have to disclose to all of your customers that that's taken place. So it'll definitely, you know, have a tarnishing effect on your reputation. <laughs> yeah. Number one, but um, so many things are, 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 are left uncaught um, because they're in disguise and you can't see them. So yeah. um, there's a lot of tools that we use um, to prevent a lot of that from taking place. Um, and you know, it just, it really depends, uh, on, on the approach cyber criminals are using to. And you you must have to deal too with, I mean, I, I've heard the term pretexting or dealing with third party vendors that must factor into your situation too, where somebody pretends to be a third party vendor for that business and it causes an attack that way. Oh yeah. You, know, you see it constantly with Microsoft and Google and, you know, everything else like, uh, you know, for most small businesses, you've got to get Google business account. Um, 
they'll get you and say, oh, you know, something went wrong and uh, we need you to log in and uh, reset something or whatnot. And then you yeah. enter in your credentials and there you are, right? Yeah. All of the, a lot of that and, you know, I mean, credentials all get sold on the dark web. Um, yeah. You've got tools on, on an initial onboarding to um, protect against that or at least see uh, if you do have compromised credentials. Well, that sounds good. When we come back, we're going to get jump right in now to what do you do about all this stuff. Uh, with that, I'm Pete. This is All Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. Is Pete with All Matters, Car Radio 97th FM, Seattle's News, and Seattle's Talk. We're having a great discussion about cybersecurity, um, hackers, uh, ransomware, and what to do about it um, for, you know, being at home, working at home, or if you're a small business office environment, too. We have Aaron Sieverts here from Fuse Networks. If you want to actually talk to the guy here on the radio, if you want to talk to Aaron directly, um, I'll give the number out again, so make sure if you don't have a pen and paper now, go grab it. But the number is, his personal direct number is 206-701-6037. That's 206-701-6037, and uh, he can answer your questions. And, Aaron, you have – I noticed on your, your website, FuseNetworks.com, it looks like you guys have, like, a free assessment or something they can click on. Can you talk about that yeah, you bet. We do. Um, it's it's typically uh, a 30 question uh, assessment where we go in and ask you a whole bunch of different questions about your business. Um, uh, it really populates a lot of different vulnerabilities so we can kind of devise a remediation plan. Um, what's on a higher priority than others, um, but at least those risks are, are known uh, and you're aware of them and, and what we need to do um, to increase that. I imagine that assessment will freak a lot of people out. <laughs> it does, yeah. you know, to, it, it, it really does. Um, yeah. you know, they're not set up to make people fail, but yeah. at the same point, um, you know, some people look at it as a scare tactic. It's not, it's a reality tactic. Um, yeah. and it's where you sit and, and how vulnerable, uh, your company might be. Well, and I, you know, I, I'm sure you guys talk about this all the time. I mean, you can, the, the individual or the biz, small business can choose to ignore this, put their head in the sand, but as sooner or later, it's not, if it's when at some point in right. time, you're going to get attacked. Uh, it's a, win. Yep. so just, just to throw a couple of different figures out, um, you know, so the FBI's internet crime complaint center, they released their annual report and for 2020, uh, it included information from 791,000 complaints of suspected internet crime, wow. uh, which was an increase of more than 300,000 complaints from 2019. Holy so not only that, it also reported losses exceeding 4.2 billion dollars so it's a lucrative business and uh cyber criminal activity is here to stay and it's only yeah. going to get worse yeah no i agree 100 percent. so that's what we're talking about today so we're glad to have you on so let, let's dive in now um let's talk about so let's say maybe you're working at home or around the home um we have uh, the internet coming in so public networks or local net networks and uh we Typically, everybody uses a router. So let's talk about the vulnerability of routers and what can be done to protect the, the, the environment better there. Yeah, you bet. Uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, have a password for your at-home Wi-Fi. <laughs> You'd be amazed at how many people don't. So they're using um, the, the factory default one is what you're saying? 
And not even a factory even that, default. It's usually not. You just log. Okay. Yeah, you just log wow. right in. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. surprising. So it's totally um, open. Just to come right in. Sure. Yeah, it's the easiest way for unwanted attackers to mm -hmm. penetrate your network and take yeah. advantage of vulnerabilities there. Um, you know, the other thing too is is maybe your 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 router if you haven't gotten a new one from your cable or, or internet provider in you know a, a couple of years, go trade it in. Get get the newest and latest and greatest. Yeah. Um, um, it makes a big difference. Uh, it also increases your security. So basically adding a password and I would think, is it, would, would it make sense to everyone small change the password to as well? Or is it just, just have oh, a password? Yeah, absolutely. We'll get into passwords um, in, in just a minute. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, it's, it's really important that you okay. do change that. Now let's talk about as far as the routers, because a lot of people, if you haven't been in product development, so you have the hardware, you have the firmware, right? Can you speak to what firmware is and why that should be watched and updated as well? Yeah. So, I mean, it's basically kind of like your operating system um, it, 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 with different devices. Um, you get updates on your, on your mobile phone, right? Like they're going to, uh, you know, update the, the operating system. Firmware is, it's, it's essentially it's the same. Um, it, yeah. It's just going, it's going back and reprogramming to uh, eliminate potential vulnerabilities that have been found bugs and fixes um, uh, you know, to keep you in, in a much better position. No, it makes a lot of sense. Now for somebody that's sitting at home listening to this, uh, do they have an internet service provider that automatically updates the firmware on the routers? If they're the, the ISPs routers, or do they have to go look to update the, the firmware manually? Sometimes it depends. I mean, the best, the best way is just to ask your, your, your provider. Um, if that is taking place on a regular basis, how regular, um, you know, is it automatic or do I have to do it manually? Um, I know at my house, I think at Comcast does it routinely. Okay. Um, usually you can online in your account, you can set times for that to take place. Um, but, uh, so, you know, you reduce, um, experience downtime, but is that something, though, as, as part of your total package of service that you, you kind of keep an eye on and whether it's automated or manual, do you look at that or how do you guys? Do yeah, that? we would we would from your business standpoint. Um, okay. We don't do a ton of, of personal right. uh, perspectives or, you know, deal with, with people's at home networks. Um, we do set, set up a small business and they're working from home, then you're they're part. Yeah, of we'll set up we'll set up VPNs. And I mean, we're, we're going to have firewalls and, and you know, other advanced um, security. Yeah, well, that, that, I'm glad you brought that up. Put so you in a much better place. Yeah, that's the next thing I wanted to ask you about is, so a lot of people have heard this term VPN or virtual private network. Can you explain what that is and why somebody should have that at work at home? Yeah, essentially, I mean, it's, it's vital for keeping your online browsing safe from prying eyes out there. And, you know, basically it, it encrypts all your online traffic. So it makes it secure in case a hacker attempts to capture your data in transit. Okay. Um, you know, some antivirus and malware solutions, uh, include a VPN. Um, I've looked at some private, you know, for people who just want to have it privately, uh, at home, uh, throughout their home network and, and mobile express VPN is pretty good. Uh, and Surfshark uh, are a couple little, um, to take a look at, do not use a free VPN service. Um, you get what why, you pay why for, is that? Right? Why, I, I was struggling because why should they not use a free v, VPN service? Well, I mean, it's it's simpler. It, it's like junk mail. You know, it's it's free, but it's it's 
it's not that it's not useless. It can add, you know, different things in, but it's, it's not, um, it's not as secure as, as you're going to get with a paid product. And even, you know, uh, to get a, a, you know, a VPN, um, for your personal use, it's, two or $3 a month. It's not yeah, that it's not much. Nice. So yeah. you're not breaking the bank, but you're really increasing um, your, your personal security. So basically the VPN uh, is when the data is being sent out over the, the internet or public network, it's encrypting it before it goes out. Is that basically how Correct. What it's doing? There? Yep. And what is the level of yep. encryption on that? What is it? today's today's standards you know i'm not sure uh it, what today is um but at the same point you you can you, you can go you can look online you can google okay. you know vpn uh packages or whatnot and they all come with different speeds a whole yeah. bunch of different things so it's it's really selecting something that's going to be okay. right for for your personal needs yeah now how because a lot of people they look at this and they have you know a lot of people they have a web browser whether it's a you know it's PC or, you know, Chrome or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. You're going, well, yeah, but I go to a web browser and it's HTTPS, which is a secure protocol. So yep. if I do that, why do I need to have a VPN then? So what's the difference? You can never, you, you can never have too many layers, right? Okay. Um, if, if you're worried about, um, you know, somebody having a, a secure, uh, you know, connection, it's, it'll give you some peace of mind, right? Mm -hmm. Um I would never look at something like you don't have to have that because of that. It's um, it really depends on how, how high you want your visibility to be and how low you want your visibility to be out there. So the more, the more, the merrier, I always say, like mom always said, better safe than sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got it, Aaron. That sounds good. And then I've heard the term no logs VPN. What, what does that mean where it's a no log? What is that? Yeah. About? No logs means that they don't, they don't keep track of what you are viewing. Yeah. Um, uh, a lot of U.S. internal policy requires logs to take place. Um, most private VPNs um, <clears throat> you'll look for will be um, outside the U.S., um, which uh, doesn't create requirements for that. Um, with with logs, you can get yourself into a lot more scrutiny um, if you were to get audited or, or if a breach occurs um, and they start going through that stuff. So... Um, it's just a privacy uh, parameter. Got it. All right, we come back. I got one question about this related to people sitting outside your home and stealing your data. I'm going to ask the expert here, Aaron Sieverts. <laughs> He's loud because he knows this is true. You can check him out at FuseNetworks.com and do their free assessment, or you can call uh, Aaron directly, the guy on the radio here at 206 701 6037. With that, I'm Pete. This is Home Matters, Car Radio 97, 3 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. Is Pete with All Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News. And Seattle's Talk. We're having a great discussion with Aaron Sieverts here. He is the, is your title marketing manager, executive marketing? I'm a director, director of sales, uh, director and, sales. and I oversee all the digital marketing efforts and 
Okay. Awesome. I, I apologize. I should ask you that. <laughs> no problem. No we got problem. wrapped up in all this stuff here. So the director says you actually, uh, guys, you can give this, uh, this man a call, uh, the man on the radio here, Aaron, uh, he will, I'm giving you his direct phone number. He said to give it out. So, um, give him a call, uh, and you'll get the guy on the, on the radio here. His phone number is two zero six seven zero one six zero three seven two zero six seven zero one six zero three seven. Is that your office number? Is that, that's my direct line so it rings okay. all my devices um, all but right. yeah more than welcome to have a, you, a conversation around any topics do you i mean oh, I, <laughs> do you take calls all at all time. times or uh, security issues take place uh 24 hours a day right so right. um yeah it's amazing how many uh middle of the night uh early morning calls you get on oh my gosh i think i just got breached what do i do yeah um and we'll We'll put a plan around that. Okay. So you look a little blurry eyed. So maybe you're up last night late. Take it a call. <laughs> yeah, I don't sleep. I yeah, can't sleep. Yeah. I'm in IT. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right. You can uh, do that. Give them a call. Or if you guys want, just want to go check out their site and do the free assessment, you can go to fuse. It's F U S E networks.com. All right. We're going to go back. Um, Aaron, I want to ask you something else. So we, we talked about, routers um, and VPN uh, before we move into passwords. Um, Cause I asked you this at the end of the show or at the end of the last segment, you just kind of chuckled. Is it possible if someone doesn't have a password on their router and a VPN, do people, can people actually sit in neighborhoods and hack into different people's uh, homes? Oh, sure. Yeah, you bet. Um, it's very easy to do. Um, not only that, but public Wi-Fi. Um, which is why we strongly recommend, you know, VPNs, um, which will cover all your devices. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's extremely easy to get into, um, uh, different networks, um, just based on public Wi-Fi or now, public or, Wi-Fi. You know, you're talking about like unprotected Starbucks Wi-Fi or, or wherever yeah, or the airport or, or, you know, when you plug your, when you plug your USB charger into a port, yeah. whether you be in a public area there's not a lot of security behind that. Um, people who know what they're doing can get inside your device and um, discover what they want to, whatever they're looking for. So, yeah, it's really imperative. Um, just, you know, use, use, use caution. Okay. So airports, coffee shops, um, is co-working sometimes a, a hazard from a data perspective in a co-working environment? Um, it can be, um, you know, regardless of how strong you feel your company is, how large your organization is, um, yeah. there's always bad actors everywhere, right? So basically, um, they can have the VPN on their, their laptop, wherever they're at, they're in good shape. Sure. You know, if you're in your company's location, there's a guest Wi-Fi. Um, you know, most, most companies are going to take the, the uh, necessary uh, best practices around um you know, their, their, their guest Wi-Fi, but, um, as it's separated from, you know, your, your, your typical network. But, um, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, 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 these people are out there for a reason. And, uh, if they want to get into something, they will give it their all and the easier you make it for them. Um, again, it's, uh, that's at your discretion. Yep. Exactly. I don't recommend, uh, <laughs> well, it's like we said, recommend. it's not if it's when, so it's, right. it is a yep. win thing. It's always, it's, it's always yep. lurking out there. You're going to get hit. I mean, is there any stats around that for a small business? I mean, as far as I know, you mentioned it was like a four plus billion dollar, but I'm assuming that's for large corporations, but just are small businesses like easy targets for hackers. Well, they are. Um, and the reason for that, uh, predominantly, you know, uh, 10 years ago, it was mostly geared towards enterprises because that's where the money was, right? Yeah. Well, 
nowadays it's uh, enterprises have increased their security um, fabrics and postures and uh, I mean a variety of different ways um, in order in, in a variety of different multi layers right so um, it's harder and harder to get in and the competition is fiercer and fiercer for that right so majority of, of cyber criminals have gone towards the SMB market. And I would say it's probably on the upwards of 60% now focus. Wow. Um, wow. The reason for that is because most SMBs don't have an internal IT department. Um, most SMBs think that, oh, well, you know, all of our applications are SaaS based. So, you know, they're, they're secure. Well, yeah. no, they're not. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's, yeah, it's, you still have information going to and from, um, so, Even though sitting, they're talking about sitting up in the cloud, and they believe it's secure because it's sitting up in the cloud is what they're saying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that too. Um, so it, yeah, it's not your information's not sitting on site. So, right. um, but yeah, so that's 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 definitely a myth. Um, you know, it, it just updating and patching your your applications frequently. Um, you know, you'll get uh, Windows um, 10 or, or, you know, Office 365 notification that update needs to be installed. Please, you know, reset your computer, um, that kind of type of stuff. On your mobile phone, you know, your app store, you're going to see, you know, a bubble with a number in it. That's how many apps you have need to be updated. Those updates are taking place because it's either bug fixes, security patches, um, or improving performance. So it's imperative that you take the time and, and yeah. uh, um, you know, uh, update those on a frequent basis. I try to do mine twice a week. Um, but again, you know, the longer you let those ride, the, the, the more opportunity that there is for hackers to yeah. determine vulnerabilities and, and go after that. That's why there's so many updates that do take place. Uh, you're, you're speaking as frequent of, as they do. Yeah. The, with the patches, uh, that's the term I've always heard is zero day exploits where they're attached, attacking the patches. And there's been some mm-hmm. big ones like blue keep wanna cry. I mean, those are. Sure. You know, sure. And they, and they're going to take, you know, they're going to take place from time to time. Um, you know, a lot of people have that mentality of like, Oh, I'll just see, you know, kind of how the update goes for a little bit and then I'll, um, you know, take the necessary uh, action on it. But, um, it's, they're, they're released for a reason, um, essentially. So the more serious you take those, the better. Um, I agree. You know, daily. Yeah. But, you know, at least try to do it once a week. Um, those numbers keep building and building and building. So, and if it is something, you know, that is a major, major update or, or major security patch, um, you kind of want to have that <laughs> from a protection standpoint. So. Well, I'm not a big Mac user, but I am Windows uh, with PCs. And you get the you get the automatic updates. I mean, they show up right there and go, hey, you need to update your system, right? Which includes the, the updated patches, correct? Um, yeah, with Windows 10, that's why Microsoft kind of created um, um, that new platform is so everything was happening a little bit more uh, from an automation standpoint. Um, so you don't have to do the, the manual stuff. Um, it, I mean, behind the scenes, there's a lot of different ways that you can configure that. But um, and every company is going to be different with um uh, different needs. But um, yeah, how, how do you, so from an IT standpoint, I'm confused. How do you help people monitor that so that they are getting the updates? Do you have a reminder system or do you do it for them or is it, how do you, Oh, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's all handled internally. Um, okay. we, we take care of all that. Um, okay. again, like, like I mentioned, we're, we're proactive. Uh, we're not reactive. 
Um, we set up a lot of automation behind the scenes um, in order for, you know, your organization and, and its IT to run smoothly um, with, you know, minimal to zero downtime. Um, right. right. So, yeah, we, we take care of all that. That's why you hire us. So you don't have to do it yourself. Yep. Keeps it simple. Mm-hmm. What, so let's talk about passwords now. Um, so give us a rundown on passwords. Like what kind of passwords are easy to hack? What's a strong password? Kind of help us understand how that should be handled. Yeah. So, you know, as, as working remotely has become routine for many of us and, you know, it's anticipated to stay that way for a high percentage of people. Um, it, 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 it means it's more essential than ever to secure your online accounts with strong passwords. Um, and it can be a challenge to memorize dozens and dozens of passwords. I mean, if you really look at all the different user accounts that we have across different applications and devices and memberships and this and that and the other thing, I mean, you're, you're easily over 50. Um, how do you, how do you do that? Um, yeah. Most people have, you know, they have their kind of their standardized password that they created. They use across all um, 50 devices, which is the same ab- one, which is what absolutely. they should do. <laughs> absolutely. And yeah. that's, um, that's, yeah. that's really, you know, weaker reused passwords cause 81% of data breaches. And, and, you know, once, 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 once you have a, credential that's compromised it's sold on the dark web it's packaged and then there's algorithms behind those credentials that figure out your new ones um you know depending upon how (laughs) how creative you are um you know most a lot of people have you know their kid's name and then their birthday number and then an exclamation point is a symbol right which Mm -hmm. will um satisfy majority of password requirements these days well, then as soon as the password expires after 90 days or 180 days, or if it ever does, um, they just add another exclamation point. It's kind of, it's really not hard to figure out. Um, and so the best thing uh, in my recommendation is, is using a password manager. If you're not good at remembering at least 13 character um, passwords for each of your user accounts, um, get a password manager. It's three bucks a month. Um, so password managers like a last pass or others that are out there that is that kind of what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of different ones that, right. that you can use. Um, and it really boils down to what's going to work best for you and what you're looking for. Uh, personally, I use one password. I love it. It's three bucks a month. There's a family plan too, that, um, you know, you have your whole family, uh, underneath the, the password. You can set up the different accounts within that. All you have to do is remember one master password. That's, That's it. Awesome. It yeah. will, Get you it ball. will throw, it will throw 18 to, um, 30 character. Um, I, I mean, just, built, um, you know, passwords into those different accounts for you. It keeps track of those. You don't have to remember those. Um, but it, 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 it creates a stronger complexity for, for that password to, um, to be compromised or, or figured out. So basically, uh, from a password standpoint, um, uh, somebody should be using different passwords for different logins, different devices, and then Absolutely. the passwords should be alphanumeric with special characters. Is that what you recommend? Or? Yep. But look at social media, right? I mean, Facebook has been hacked. LinkedIn has been hacked. Instagram's been hacked. Everybody's been hacked, right? Well, that's a list of username and passwords, right? And probably uh, more personal information that you could possibly uh, you know, fathom. But um, it, it, if you use the same for your banking institution, that's a little scary isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah all right we got to run uh aaron we're going to get into antivirus anti-malware um two-factor authentication things like that with well, aaron the expert here 
when we come back. This is Pete with Home Matters, Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk. Um, we're having a great discussion here with Aaron Sieverts. Uh, he is the man over there at Fuse Networks. Uh, you can give him a call directly. And guys, here you've been hearing, if you haven't heard the, the previous segments of this show, please go back to mynorthwest.com forward slash show matters. It's up there in podcast. If you have been listening, like I had said, guys, and we've talked about this before in the past over the 14 years we've been doing this radio show, you know, this kind of thing, hacking and cybersecurity, it's not if, it's when. And, you know, you're getting, uh, and I will tell you, uh, we're Aaron and I are touching the very teeny tip of the iceberg here on what happens. So no if you're getting, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, Aaron, Aaron and his company, they live and breathe this. That's why they're there. Um, the thing about it is if you're listening to all this going, wow, this is something I need to do, but I have, I'm, you know, throwing up my arms. That's why you give these guys a call, right? They take care of it. I'll ask Aaron near the end of the segment here, kind of what their cost structure is. You still have an idea. It's, it's affordable. It's not bad, you know, for small business. Do you want to give them a call at, uh, 6037. And guys, if you're, if you're not in a small business um, and you know small business owners, let them know. You're getting some things you can do for yourself too, just at home, like password protection. Aaron's giving you some really good information just for the, the general public here as well. So, okay, let's go. Um, Aaron, I want to dive into, so we talked about passwords and things like that. Now, uh, everybody's heard about, you know, antivirus, anti-malware. Could you talk about what that is? and why people would need something like that in the small business. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's, I mean, there's a variety of, of, of different tools um, that you can use. Most people are familiar and have heard the terms antivirus and anti-malware. Um, You know, if you're on a windows 10 device, make sure that the free version of Microsoft defender antivirus is installed at a minimum. Um, It's going to offer you, I mean, it, it, it's using Microsoft Defender for threat detection um, should be your starting point, basically, for the best antivirus security on Windows um, that's free. And yeah. most people will find that they don't need to go any further when it comes to nailing down an antivirus solution. But for those non-Microsoft fans out there, uh, Bitdefender has a free subscription. Uh, it's it's top rated as well. Um However, you know, keeping your personal data safe and, and guarding your privacy extends beyond virus protection. Uh, and that's where third-party antivirus software shines, right? So a full package can monitor your Windows operating system as well as Mac OS, iOS, and Android devices. Um, yeah. Some of them include password managers, security online backup, uh, identity threat protection policies, uh, yeah. a VPN, Parental controls, webcam protection, uh, protection against phishing and malicious websites, and and, and, wow. and more. Okay. Um, so it's an all worthwhile, you know, security suite um, with tools that help keep your data secure and, and guard your privacy. So a um, couple others that you know are, are are paid, or I mean, the more popular ones probably are like Norton 360 with LifeLock. We've all heard that. Yeah. Uh, McAfee uh, Total Protection. 
Yeah. Well, small business, what do you have for favorites that you guys like to install and use? Um, well, we do it all internally. So um, when, you, when you have our Fuse Advantage program, um, all of that's taken care of. Uh, we can change that up. We don't really like to go into um, uh, a lot of internal um, no, that's, that's not a perspective. Do you have but, your own um, internal antivirus and malware that you install? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yep, yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. We install that across all devices. Um, you know, your entire, um, your entire network, everything, uh, you're, you're fully protected. Uh, and right. then some. Got it, got it. Now, what, one thing, and I want to get back, I, I was going to talk about, we were in passwords. I do want to talk about two-factor authentication because I think that's important here. But before, as long as we're on the virus malware situation here, um, I wanted to ask you, because this, this does happen. So let's say you have a small business you're working with and somebody happens to get their laptop stolen in an airport and they've got sensitive data on there. Well, what the heck do they do now? Because that's a, that's a real breach to a company sometimes. Yeah, uh, it, it most definitely is. Um, when we have uh, – one, one of the services that we provide is um, – uh, O365 uh, environments from a licensing standpoint, uh, support uh, from you know, professional services projects around that. One of the bigger projects that we do um, quite frequently is multi-factor authentication, uh, yeah. as well as um, endpoint uh, management. Um, with that being said, uh, especially when you've got a lot of different compliance perspectives, either HIPAA, PCI, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if, if you've got a laptop that was left behind somewhere, um, regardless of what level that might be at, whether it's C-level or um, management, um, stuff like that, where you've got more sensitive corporate data, um, we can uh, remotely, we can wipe that um, so that your laptop that was left behind or your device that was left behind um, no longer contains any of that information. So. Got it. And that's another internal tool that you have as part of your service? Yep. You yep. Okay. Got it. Makes yep. Sense. Now, you did talk about, uh, you know, related to this with a with a left behind or stolen type situation. You talked about multi-factor authentication. I kind of raised my hands because we were talking about that. What is multi-factor authentication and why is that important? Yeah. So, multi-factor authentication, um, two-factor authentication. Authentication is another term, but um, it's a way to add additional security when opening an application or a user account, mm-hmm. like your bank, um, Comcast, uh, Office 365. Um, uh, I mean, a variety of any applications, QuickBooks, um, social media accounts. Um, it's it, it's a secondary validation that you right. are who you are. Um, so, and you can either use an authentication app. Um, you can uh, provide a PIN number. You can receive a t- text with a code. Only It's only uh, good for 10 minutes. Um, it, you can have it uh, issue a phone call in which you push the pound button uh, from the recognized device. You know, whatever method that you prefer. Uh, mm-hmm. But it really is. It's, it's solidifying that you are who you say you are. Um, and just that extra layer that's of utmost importance. Right. Um, it's a lot for of that particular are, device, right? Is yeah, we've thing? created some some separate projects um, just specifically for uh, enabling multi-factor authentication. It's right. not as easy as you might think um, from an out-of-the-box standpoint, with, mm-hmm. um, especially with like Office 365 and your Microsoft environment. Um, but uh, we, we can definitely get that enabled for you. Yeah. And we recommend yeah. that you enable it on a lot of the other major applications that you use that are, that are work-related. 
Okay. Do you, from a, from a standpoint, cause I, you know, again, I'm not an expert at this. I, I know a little bit about it, but do you, uh, do you prefer an authenticator app over say straight two factor SMS? Because it seems to me that hackers could be, you know, there could be issues with telecom companies and SMS or is that pretty robust? It really depends. Um, I like the authenticator tools. Uh, Google has one. Um, O365, Microsoft has an authentic, authentication app. You, yeah. And you can set that up to either call you or, you know, um, that'll issue a pin code just out of the application or out of the authentication application. And then you enter that in uh, as you're okay. signing in. But, I mean, really, it's it's going to be what works best for you. Okay. Um, you know, and, and like the the... Um, the issues that do take place or, or um, if it's going to take place, it's going to take place. Right. So it doesn't matter from what device it is, but it, it, it still, it strengthens uh, where you're currently sitting from a security posture standpoint. Got it. Last couple of minutes. I do want to talk about, cause this to me, we talked about a lot of the technology stuff, but this I believe is probably the most important overarching thing. And that is cybersecurity awareness training. So do you guys offer that? Is that an option? Is it mandatory? Talk to, talk to us a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, we do it separately. Um, but we, we, if you're not a Fuse Advantage uh, uh, program uh, subscriber, but uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things we do make mandatory with our Fuse Advantage program. Um, yeah. it, 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 it really it strengthens the front line of mm-hmm. your uh, 92% of, of, um, breaches take place via email, right? That's a scary thing. So the more you educate, uh, and make your front line aware, um, the stronger that defense can take it. it, it um, you know, if, if you've got, if you've got a strong understanding or even a medium, uh, or a moderate, you know, understanding of the ways that attackers are fishing, um, what to look out for, what mm-hmm. to not click on, um, you know, like I said, as 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 hacking attempts are, are getting more and more sophisticated, they're getting harder and harder to tell what that is. We've got a lot of other tools um, that we implement too uh, that will help you um, see that. But we've got a really strong um, uh, employee education program as well, um, and that wraps around different compliance perspectives with HIPAA um, and, and things too. So, okay, that's good. I appreciate that. Well, Aaron, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate all your knowledge here. I appreciate you having me. Uh, go to Fuse Network. Com or give Aaron a call at 206-701-6037. With that, I'm Pete. This is All Matters Car Radio 97.3 FM, Seattle's News and Seattle's Talk.